You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number three. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Uh, tell your coworkers, <laughs> tell your family, your friends. Yeah. Call up an ex. Keep, oh, gosh. Call up an ex you haven't talked to in like 10 years. Yeah. Tell them to tune into Sportsnet 960 whether 28 it minutes from now. Ended amicably, whether it ended real hostile. Yeah. Give them a shout. I'm sure they'd love to hear from you. Yep. And, and tell them. Yeah. Tune into Impossible Flames Trivia at 830 for your chance to win two tickets to the fifth annual wing-off at Cowboys in support of Kid Sport Calgary. Sporting Kid Sport. Sign me up. And you and producer Patrick Dumont. Huh? Whoever's closest to the answer wins a coffee between you two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For because sure. uh, the last one I gave was pretty impossible. It was super impossible. And I we essentially just ended up giving away to a random person. That's exactly what happened. We might have to do that again today. So in that vein, just throw in an answer. Uh, we're also still taking your text messages. We'll wrap up the show with that too, I think. Uh, I told you earlier that Tom Brady, like apparently it wants to get into stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. And we've been asking you some of, uh, if Daryl Sutter decided to, to jump into stand-up comedy, give us some of his material. 960, 960, name and location. And I'll tell you why Steven Seagal is trending. Don't look it up. Yeah, I'm really excited for And that. our next guest, don't look it up either. Uh, Julian McKenzie, Flames writer for The Athletic, joins us in the Atlas Beach don't and you, Sports Bar. Don't you look it up, Julian, don't tell anybody don't, why Steven Seagal's trending because I want to do the story. Don't do it. Uh, okay, all right. I, will, I promise I won't tell. Okay. No. And you Hi, know guys. what? Uh, hey, maybe we'll uh, we'll have you on the line and I'll do the Steven Seagal story. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it is. So Good. I'm, 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 Good. I'm don't intrigued. look it up. That's That's been the entire morning is George just scolding me for scrolling yeah. social media. Don't look why great. Steven Seagal is trending because uh, it's super weird. <laughs> um, Calgary uh, taking on the Boston Bruins tonight. I was talking to Maddie about this earlier, Julian. We know that there's a lot of negativity surrounding the Calgary Flames, how they can't string together a pair of wins in forever. But what would back-to-back wins over the Bruins and Maple Leafs mean to this team come Friday in the deadline? I think for um, for the team itself, if they were able to get those wins, I'm sure they would use that as some you know, point of confidence. But it's only two wins. The next step for them would be that win over Minnesota, if they can get that win. I, I, th- I think because of the fact that this team has shown throughout the last two or three months that, yeah, they could win two games in a row. It, it just haven't been able to string three, four, five, or six in a row. And I think everyone in that locker room realizes that. Like, it's a bit of a frustrating point for them. So uh, I think they would use it as a positive to beat teams like Boston, Toronto, that are really good playoff teams. But I think the next step after that is, okay, we need to beat Minnesota and show that we can go on some kind of a streak. Wouldn't that be nice? Some kind of a streak for this team. It's it's one of those things that you look at and you say there's no shutouts. There's no red hot streak. Like if this team manages to get into the postseason, is there a certain level of a victory in that? Or how would you measure accomplishments for this flame season? If they make the playoffs, considering where they're at right now, that's that that means something that would have meant that 
either everyone around them just crumbled because remember the West is wide open mm -hmm. or the Calgary Flames found some kind of gear that people have been waiting for them to hit. And, and remember at the beginning of the year, the goal for them was to make the playoffs. Like we put all these different expectations on them, but Bradshaw living Daryl Sutter, and I'm sure you can go back to some quotes from some of the players too. The, the goal was to make the playoffs all along. So if they make the playoffs as painful as the journey might have been, it technically is a success. Um, I mean, of course, you have to account for whether or not they did anything at the deadline and 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 add some other context. But if they find a way to make it work over these next 22 games, and and there's still a chance that they can. I know there's some negativity, and I know I wrote that column the other day saying, like, hey, it's really hard to justify believing in these guys, but there's still a lot of time for them to, to make this work, and they're not so far out of it where they should just be selling off assets and just starting the rebuild right away, even though some people might want it like right now, this minute. It, and that's an interesting kind of path that the flames have open to them as well. There, to me, there's, there's kind of two ways you can go here. You can just put all your chips on the table, continue to see what you can do this season and then address some things in the off season, or you can go a little bit of a different route and maybe take some, start taking some calls from some teams that are actually in a bona fide playoff position based on some of the deals we saw over the weekend. Did that, impact how you think the Flames should approach the deadline on Friday? Well, considering the quality of pieces that have left uh, this weekend, it makes me think that and the, the returns. Flames are going to do something. I, it, and the returns, too. I, I don't get to that. But, like, the quality of the pieces that move, like, it's like, okay, so that confirms what we already knew, that the Flames weren't really going to be big game hunting anyway. In terms mm -hmm. of the return, um, I wonder... I, I wonder, I guess, with with the value of pieces like a Michael Backlund, for example, maybe a Tyler Toffoli, if they were in a position maybe where they were a little further back and they were like, you know what, we want to sell some players, he probably gets something as he's in the midst of of what could end up being a career year for him. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a hit or miss thing, right? Like you could get like a Nino Niederreiter where you get like a second round pick or you put two players together and you get what the Tampa Bay Lightning have offered, right? Like it's... I'm, I'm not the biggest like trade like offer guy. I feel like whatever offers I put on the table would be stupid. But like I just think that uh, <laughs> if the Flames wanted to go there, um, I, man, it really depends on who the, who they would be offering up. I mean, do you want Chris Tanev if you're a contending team? You'd probably only get him really cheap. Michael Backlund is is having a really good year, but like I wonder what teams would really would really want. But also like it's hard for me to think that way because. They signed Nas and they signed Huberto and they signed Mackenzie Weger to these extensions and, and contracts. And it's like you're flip-flopping a little bit if you go that route. So like I don't really see them like going all in on like a full like sell. Like maybe you you do a quick retool if if maybe you sell one of those guys, I guess. But like it's hard for me to picture them really going all in and saying, like, all right, like we're we're stepping back and we're shuffling the deck for next year. Yeah, Julian, I I just don't this is a win-now team, and it's going to be a win-now team for the next three, four, or five years based on the deals he handed out to Huberto and Kadri. Like, the, what I, are you going to do? What, you gonna, you're going to go out there and try to have all these first-round picks and just be a, a middling team that's not going to be bad enough to get into the lottery? And then what? You're going to try to develop players while you have Huberto and Kadri here long-term? I just don't see it. I, I just... You have to keep Tanev. You have to keep Lindholm. You have to just keep trying running it back. And hopefully guys like Pelche and Dewar can take the next step for you to be a competitive team because you've made your bed. You did it in the summer. 
Like you made those deals. That was the perfect opportunity to start tearing this thing down and go full rebuild. It's done. You gave those guys those monster deals. I just can't see them selling anything, Julian. Especially not this year. Uh, if you're saying like next year, we're like Backlund's a UFA, Lindholm's a UFA, uh, uh, Toffoli would be a UFA like in the in the coming summers for next season. Like then I think then it'd those be deals a look even worse a, though, don't they? For oh, they Hubert and Todrick. yeah, they absolutely do. They look absolutely worse. Um, it's just at that point, like you have other assets you could at least like, I don't know, try to sell off and see if you could get something. It's just if you do it now, it's kind of like. I don't, I mean, you know, it, it's so difficult. Like to your point, like, yeah, like it's this team, when they made those moves in the off season, it was like, all right, we're keeping the, we're, we're keeping the cup window open, whatever window they have, whether you want to label it playoff window, a cup window, whatever they, they're, they're, they're in this, you know, like it's, it's not easy to just be like, all right, we're going to sell off these parts. And then people are like, man, just like flip Jonathan Huberto off to Montreal or something. Yeah. At 10 and a half million dollars. Good luck, buddy. Like, it's not going to happen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? At least not like mm-hmm. that. You're not getting a full return like what you would want. Like, it's not the easiest thing to go out and say, like, all right, like, burn this to the ground and sell everything unless, like, they're willing to take less than what they would want for market value for some of those pieces they want to sell. Like, it, I don't see them selling, at least this year. I could see them standing pat and being quiet, but, like, I don't see them being, like, even if they get a new GM for next year, like maybe they might still try to see what they have in the roster that they have, and maybe next year you do something. But like, I I really don't see this team selling. Can I share with you guys one of my bad analogies again? Oh, good. Yes. Um, here you go. This is this is to me. This is what this flame situation's like. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Your really good looking girlfriend who you really like and grew to love uh, left you, and you didn't think you were going to get a breakup, but she left you. And then all of a sudden, the next girlfriend you brought in, you immediately pop the question, and now you're getting married too. And now you're wondering, man, should I really go through with this marriage? Maddie Rose, does George ever not talk about women with you? <laughs> um, I'm just saying. That's would, what it feels like. I would say that it's rare that we go through a show without it coming up to an extent. Um, I'm not going to say the analogy is totally off. Yeah, because you were so emotionally I'll give damaged. That. It's not completely off. Yeah. Because you were so emotionally damaged, you jumped and popped the question to the next girlfriend right away who came into your life. But my thing here is that is, I think Jonathan Huberto is going to get better. I think he's going to revert to some sort of a mean. This is a career worst season for the guy after a career best season. So I don't know what the analogy is in the sense that you pop the question even though you know it's like you pop the question okay. like based on potential. I guess you're, you're like, yeah, I had an analogy that I don't want to make. Because okay, but I, I don't want to go down this road. But has Kadri played his best hockey of his life already last year in Denver? Nazem Kadri? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably a career it, best right? year. Like, yeah. 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 And plus at the postseason, right? Like, like he, he, I, I, he did very well. Yeah. I can buy that. Maybe Huberto can, you know, revert back to the mean and be that elite playmaking best you know, assist guy in the NHL. Sure. Mm-hmm. But are we sure Nazem Kadri will ever be that guy he was with the Avalanche when they won the cup? Maybe not, but at the very least, if he could be a solid second line player, no question. And, and, and show some quickness, uh, be at least somewhat helpful defensively. 
uh, remember at the beginning when he was signed up, it was like, oh, he's going to be put on Connor McDavid. I mean, no one could really stop that guy anyway. But yeah. like, if he's able to at least kind of just be a solid middle of the lineup player, I don't know how many people are going to really complain about that. Continue to show leadership qualities. Like, you know, I, I think uh, a guy like Nas can still find a way to age gracefully as he enters his, his as he well, is already in his 30s. But like, I think he'd still find a way to, to age pretty well. Mm. Uh, a guy like Huberto, I, I really think that the system needs to change just a little bit for him to thrive a little bit more. But I also think it's a confidence thing as well. Like if you go through a stretch where you're not producing and you know you're not producing, you know, you're, you're, you're making jokes about how your shot's not that great. Like, hmm. I think he's one of those guys who know who's very self-aware of, of the fact he hasn't really made as much of an impact as much as he would like. And I think to a certain extent, like, that totally hurts. That can totally hurt your confidence, just being in a new city, adjusting to everything. Like, it's not Florida where, like, you can kind of coast off and no one's going to talk about you that much on the radio. Like, you know, maybe there's some fans who, who you know, they, they voice their concerns on radio and social media and whatever, and they're like, dude, like, we're about to pay you $10.5 Like, that could wear down a guy. And mm-hmm. Daryl Sutter, too, right? Like, that cannot mm-hmm. be lost in all of this right like the relationship between those two guys like it's 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 very much a story no matter how much they tell us that like they they like each other they have a good relationship that will always be under the microscope because Jonathan Huberto had a good time in Florida and now he's under Daryl Sutter and it's not working from a statistical standpoint like that also has to be considered and the thing about Kadri for me, like I don't think he's going to get back to 87 points in 71 games, but he's on pace to score as many no. goals as he had last season, 28. He's on pace for 60 points, which would be second best in his career to or third best in his career minus last season and one year with the Maple Leafs. Like he's kind of been having another solid year for but, okay. him, but he also brings a lot of other intangibles to the 100%. table. Like what does Jonathan Huberto bring yeah. to? If he's not scoring and not being that power play guy and and setting up those goals, he literally brings you zero. The one thing like, I would say is lately his relationship with Jacob Pelche, I think that there is something tangible yeah. there between sure. two French guys and, and a veteran Finally. and a younger man coming right. across, coming along. But how many times, and Julian obviously weigh in, how many times this year were, were you watching a Flames game and you're like, did Huberto play? Because I didn't notice him. I, I I really just think it, it's still just him trying to adjust to what the system is. And to your point, like, yeah, like, you know, he when he has that space on the ice and he's able to at least try to create, like, fine, the shot is one thing. But, like, he was still trying to, like, you know, make passes and, and all that. I, I still think of that great secondary assist he had in preseason. Yeah. That, like, a lot, a lot of people thought, like, all right, like, this is what we're going to see. But when teams come up against him, and they're able to kind of, you know, pin him to the wall and, and take him out of plays. You're right. Like there's there's something kind of missing in the in that game. But I also really think that like they could this this is a flames team with the pieces that they have. If they played a little bit faster, maybe there would be something to it. And maybe there'd be more speed being brought up. It's just I don't I it's I still haven't seen enough to show that the system that he's in right now is the most ideal fit for him. What are you making of the blue line of late? Because I feel like there's been a couple of guys who maybe have taken a step back in the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's man. I think you can make an argument that like the most underrated disappointment on this team is the defense. Cause I, I think at the beginning of the year, like uh, we thought that, well, actually, you know what? No, I'll take that back because they go through games where, uh, you know, they limit the chances that they get, even against Colorado to a certain extent, they were doing that too. 
uh, I think it's just when they do get beat, it's just in like this weird situation where someone's out of position, it's just a broken play. Uh, and unfortunately, it kind of falls a bit on goaltending too. Like if they go through that Colorado game and they don't allow those first two shots on those those first two goals to go in on the first two shots, and maybe they lose 2-1. It's still a close game. They 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 they, they play that style decently well. Um, but I'm you know we've seen uh, Chris Tanev take responsibility in recent weeks. Nikita Zadorov, I think, just uh, maybe he's falling back on some bad habits. Uh, you know, I, I was talking about with Eric Francis the other day, and he seemed to suggest that you know he was looked as if he was starting to be comfortable defensively at the start of the year, and then just now he he seems to be a guy who's like to ro- who likes to roam a little bit everywhere, and maybe just not necessarily. Uh, playing as well defensively as he could be. Again, he took the responsibility for how the game went on Saturday. Uh, the, the defense could be better, but there's still elements to them that I think are doing pretty well. The fact that like you can go through games where the Flames can find a way to limit chances against, like that's still a pretty strong part of their game. It's just the goaltending behind them needs to be better. Julian McKenzie covers the Flames for the Athletic, joining us here on the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We had Lou on yesterday, and he thinks Jacob Chikrin would be the perfect fit for the Calgary Flames. Your thoughts? Like, uh, Well, you put him as a top four defenseman. Uh, I think he could work. I don't know. I just don't know if the Flames would want to make a move for such a player like that, right? Like, we're trying to figure out what that asking price is for, for Jacob Chikrin. Uh, I wonder if the Flames would want to acquiesce to that price, whatever it is. If it involves a first-round pick, I mean, maybe he's bluffing, maybe he's not, but Brad Living has told, at least post-media, that he hasn't really thought that much about throwing up a first-round pick for 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 anybody, let alone a Jacob Chikrin. Um, I think it could work. Uh, I think in a situation with the defense that they have right now, it could be a little bit more offensive. Uh, they need uh, someone who can, who can carry the puck and at least show more of those qualities uh it could work my thing is just I, I have no idea if the flames are willing to kind of you know throw out a first round pick and and do what it really needs to be done to get a guy like jacob Chickman. that's that's my thinking i wanted to ask you just about the play of michael backland of late and just the leadership that we've seen from this player and and what we think maybe he could be next season as well i think he's slotted in a really good spot um i think the fact that this team Man, remember the beginning of the year when everyone's like, man, the center depth that they have. You know, you put Elias Lindholm on the top line. You got Nassim Kadri on your second line. And you let Michael Backlund, especially alongside Blake Coleman, just be this solid defensive center who shows some energy, can do, can do his cycles, work down low, keep uh, uh, keep other teams from leaving zones and using an active stick to, to keep those plays in the offensive zone for him and to try to create chances. Like, he's shown a lot of that uh, at different points this year. And I've really liked his game, uh, especially when he gets to play with uh, with uh, Blake Coleman. And, and now you have him on the line with Andrew Mangiapane. And I know that's been done a bit last year as well. And I, you could argue that that's really been the brightest spot for this team over these last few games. I think Jacob Peltier also could fit in that as well. But I think how that line has been consistent with getting chances and even getting uh, some goals at times too, I think that's, that's helped them over the last few times. So I think a guy like Michael Backlund, I think it's fair to say he's having a pretty solid season, and I think it, that has to do with the fact that he doesn't have to play on those top two lines. Would you call up Dustin Wolf and give him a chance? No, I wouldn't do it. I, I don't see the point in doing that. Like, here's my thing. 
why would you throw Dustin Wolf in this situation? And if it doesn't work, you affect his confidence. I would rather wait for a situation where you could put him in a situation where he could at least play like a couple games for you. I, I don't like the idea of him like backing up like Jacob Markstrom and he plays like 15, 20 games or something. Like I, I like the idea of like, you know, Markstrom plays a little less and and Dustin Wolf plays a little bit more. This any any opportunity where he's not sitting for too long. And I think just to throw him in this situation, like that's a unless like one of the two guys gets like seriously hurt and you have no choice. Like I don't like the idea of, of calling up Jacob, uh, not Jacob, but uh, but Dustin Wolf and throwing him in the fire like this. Like mm-hmm. I, I would rather put him in a much more ideal situation. Like you know, I don't think next year could happen either. I know I was talking about it with uh with uh, director of goaltending Jordan Singlet, but uh, I don't think they would necessarily want to put him in a situation where they have him starting games next year um, or backing up. I mean, remember you also have Dan Vladar extended for the next little while too. I, I, I don't see personally the logic of just calling up Dustin Wolf unless Vladar or Markstrom are injured. But, but what, what's, what's the harm? Like here's why we talked about it yesterday. Flames have the worst save percentage in the NHL team save percentage since the All-Star break, 847, which is just terrible, uh, Julian. Uh, may- maybe he's a an Andrew Hammond. Maybe he goes on a Hamburger run, and he comes up here and, and gets the Flames into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Who knows? Maybe he goes all Thatcher Demko and gets all crazy uh, when he had that run in the bubble for the Vancouver Canucks. I don't know. Maybe it's worth a shot because, honestly, Julian, who's the goaltender you have more faith in right now? Vladar or or Marstrom because you you can make an argument for either but honestly like even tonight I'm not too safe in Vladar not letting in a softie against the Bruins if he in fact starts. Ah oh, man, I, you're to your point. Yeah, it's it, both goaltenders. You're trying to think. Okay, like why should I have confidence in either? And I know Vladar had that streak, but uh, you you look at some of those games as well. It's not as if he was the reason why they won all of those games in that streak. And not to say goalies should have be in that position, but like there were some games where he's allowed three or four goals as well. And the GAA wasn't perfect too. Right. So uh, I, I, it's, it's a really interesting time now. Like I, it, like I think back to last week when uh, Daryl Sutter kind of let us know, you know, Hey, like, you know, it's a good bit, a bit of a win in your in situation. And maybe that'll change with goaltenders. I mean, we all know with Daryl Sutter, I mean, he's going his way, whether it's consistent or not, but like, you know, if by logic of when you're in, in which he's saying, all right, like if I'm putting a goalie in and if he wins, you keep him in. If he doesn't, then you switch. Uh, or maybe he didn't fully explain it that way, but like, I guess that's what we could imply. And then again, I guess if you imply that's dangerous enough, but it wouldn't surprise me if Ladar started tonight, especially after the way Jacob Barstrom played on Saturday. And yeah, to your point, like, I don't know if Dan Vladar uh, is the right answer. Maybe he doesn't necessarily play all that well but also it's boston right like this is a team that could be like one of the greatest in regular season history like it's it's a bit of a tough situation to call with their goalies but they definitely need to be better when you look at the western conference the teams ahead of the calgary flames who do you think could be one maybe even two of the groups that could fall out of this thing and give the flames an opportunity to get into the dance I think Seattle is already turning into one of those teams. They were a team that looked as if they were they were going to hang in that top three in the Pacific Division, and they've since fallen out of it, and they're now four points up on, on Calgary for a wildcard spot. They've lost three in a row. They're three, six, and one in their last ten. Like, that's a team you're thinking that, you know, I mean, if you're Calgary and you're looking for teams to fall off, like, that's a team you're, you're hoping does. Uh, Winnipeg was a team that was 
high up in 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 the central division for quite some time they've also lost three in a row and yeah they just acquired a nino niederreiter i mean that's a team that i thought would be comfortably in that top three they're now chasing minnesota i mean colorado is going to shoot up they're probably going to win the division at this rate they fought six in a row but like winnipeg and seattle falling down and and you know depending on how they're they go and if calgary is able to put some points together they keep themselves alive uh, but also Calgary only has two more points than the Nashville Predators uh, and the Predators have three games in hand and they're selling. So I don't know. It's a bit of an interesting situation with those teams in the wild card. But yeah, I, I think if you're the Flames, like you you have to do right on your own. But I really I, and I felt this way, too. I think it's going to come down to a couple teams just falling off uh, in the standings. And I think we're slowly starting to see that, uh, especially in the wild card race with Winnipeg and Seattle. Um, before we get to the really important Steven Seagal news, Julian, uh, wanted to uh, uh, just ask you about the Keandre Miller statement yesterday saying it was, quote, an accident. It was accidental. In what world was that accidental? Spitting in the face of it, Drew Doughty. Come I, on, man. I don't, somebody should I don't read, get why. Yeah, somebody should read his statement before he sets it out and say, oh, it was an accident. How was that an accident? Uh I don't know, man. I, I, I don't really know if it was. Uh, I, I think if anything for Keandre, I mean, I guess good on him for, for going to Drew down and be like, hey, man, my bad. And, and trying yeah. to like clear the air. And like, I, th- I think that like, I think that's okay to do. You realize you made a mistake and you were like, okay, like, dude, I should have done this. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, he's still going to get punished by the league, though. He like, should. Yeah. You can't you can't do that. No, you, you, you just can't do no. that, brother. Like, what are you what are you doing? It's childhood behavior. Like, if you did that as a child, like yeah. we'd be mad at you, bro. Like, I, come on, man. Do better. Yeah. If that happened in our ball hockey league, there would be hell to pay if somebody spit in the face. Of oh, one of us. dude. Could you imagine? We'd be fighting. Dude, we, yeah. we, we had an incident. Fighting. We had an incident like this on my beer league team. I wasn't there, but I can tell you it. Got out of hand in a hurry. Yeah, you can't. That's Especially like, because the dude who does it, and you're doing it in beer league, there's no one that's going to catch it. There's not a million cameras that are going to be like, oh, dang, look at that nah, is a nah, loogie. No, 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 I will tell you this. I will tell you this. If I ever see anything like that happen in our beer league, <laughs> and like I like I'm on the ice and I on the floor and I see it, like I I'm going at the guy. Like, I'm, I'm, like there's no, no there's yeah, yeah. no world where you should be tolerating that. Absolutely not. No, you Agreed. can't. Um, all right. Uh, it's the story that uh, is the reason why Steven Seagal is trending. This better be good. I've well, waited all show for well, not, this. I think I've pumped it up a little too much. <laughs> but uh, we know that Steven Seagal is very international now, uh, guys. He's left North yes. America. Yes. And uh, he's friends with uh, Vladimir Putin. Probably not the best guy to be pals with right now. Mm. Uh, apparently, uh, Vladimir Putin today has awarded Steven Seagal the Order of Friendship for his contribution to international culture and humanitarian cooperation. Mm. What? Good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. So why? So he's a real hmm. Okay. Yeah. Friendship? Philanthropist? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's uh Humi- Yeah. Order of friendship <laughs> from the Rush from the Russian dictator. Vladimir Putin. Steven what is Seagal. it? Is it like a? Is it like a badge? Does that really mean anything? Is yeah, like exactly. One, is it like one of those finger traps so you can never yeah, be I, apart from each other? I don't know, but it just gives us an uh, an excuse to play Steven Seagal clips. Oh, from the good. like the nineties. Mm. Uh, Alex, can you please play the one? I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent, <laughs> to the blood bank. <laughs> Jeez. 
That is the oh, best movie line God. ever. Nothing is. Uh, there's also the one. How much more legit is that compared to me going to George and be like, hey, I'm giving you my own personal order, order of friendship. <laughs> what the heck? Exactly. Like, how much like, water how much does that? How much more legit is that? Yeah, you're right. Can I have, yeah. can I have one? Yeah. I also want yes, to be in the order. Yes, Maddie Rose, you can have one. Vladimir Putin giving it to Steven Seagal, the order of friendship. I'm, there you go. That's Do made we have my another day Steven that much Seagal brighter. clip, Alex? Mm-hmm. Do you have one? I have something in my pocket right now that will completely clear up that bruise on your forehead. What bruise? Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Nobody could break an arm like Steven Seagal, let me tell you. What the heck? Oh, That's Vladimir man. Putin's boy. I'd... That's I Steven Seagal. Yeah, friendship. The order of friendship. There you go. <laughs> uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to officially bestow the honor to you, Julian McKenzie, that you're receiving the official order of friendship from the big show. Congratulations I, on your wow. award this morning. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That, that, wow. that warms my heart. You're welcome. That warms well, for, my heart. First so time much we've ever so. given it out. Yeah, so. we're we're definitely giving it out. The order of friendship goes oh, to you. We Julian have McKenzie. to give it out moving forward. Yeah, please. it's great. Um, <laughs> Julian McKenzie yes. covers the flames uh, for the athletic. Uh, I think we'll both see you at the game tonight. Yeah, I, I think that's the plan. I'll, I'll I'll keep my distance. I have a bit of a cold, so uh, oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I'll I'll see you guys. Okay, sounds good. All right, there George he is. isn't coming anymore. Well, I, I'll keep my distance. Uh, there he is, Julian McKenzie from the athletic. <laughs> Uh, does a great job covering the Calgary Flames. Uh, don't forget, NHL trade deadline coverage on Sports at 960 is brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar using the same secret recipe secret. since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403 248 3344. We got to give some love to Tuxedo Source for Sports as well, who's also uh, sponsoring our trade deadline coverage. Oh. I'm uh, very happy they're coming on board as well because it may be trade deadline season, but it's also time to gear up for another ball season. Southern Alberta's best selection of bats, gloves, and everything you need to be at the top of your game. Tuxedo Source for Sports, 2520 Center Street North. Wow. Great job. Two sponsors, George. Uh, great job. Did I miss that? No, I don't think you did. I don't think it's been in there. Oh. I got you, bro. Okay. But it wouldn't be surprising if I missed it. That's why I'm just asking. Yeah, no. Standard, but no, we're good. Um, Straight ahead. Remember, call everybody you know. Yeah. Like, just randomly dial everyone you know. Your Get chance your to win. 403, yep. and then just throw in seven digits. Yep. 686 is a good place to start. Sure. Um, Your chance to win tickets to the fifth annual wing-off in support of Calgary Kids Sport at Cowboys right now as we play impossible flames trivia we'll do that next and we'll wrap up with some more text messages on your daryl sutter stand-up material it's the big show russick and rose sportsnet 960 the fan hey it's Haley salvian from the athletic for a look at the latest on your calgary flames and nhl news go click and subscribe to the hockey central 960 podcast while you're there please rate and review the show the big show russick and rose sportsnet 960 the fan live from doug lacy's basement systems downtown studio um, at the top of the hour, Big Show Extra, Big Show Plus, more Big Show, Big Show Hour 4 with Patrick Dumont. What do you got, Patrick? Brad Curl. What's going on with the Hitman, man? They ain't doing good. Yeah, not good. Not good. What's you, your gut on them? Playoffs or no? Your boy might not be getting a couple of playoff checks. Mm. It's not good, man. It's not good. It's not Matty good. Matty Rose got to eat. 
Matty Rose yeah. needs to wet his beak. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to wet his beak. You like that saying, eh? I really enjoy it. It's a good one. It's yeah. a good one. Um, we, uh, I like, we did. I like we, beak. We did this uh, a few weeks ago, uh, very popular on the text line. Um, and right now, you actually have a chance to win something. Uh, it's YYC's Ultimate Wing Champion. You can find that out when they have the fifth annual wing off in support of Calgary Kids Sport at Cowboys Thursday, March 9th. We have a pair of tickets to give away for that. Right now, as we play Alex Bed, Impossible Flames <laughs> Trivia. <laughs> I'm going to give you three current and or former Calgary Flames. Uh-huh. And you have to find the connection to all three. Okay. You can also call in if you want. 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. With a guess. Uh-huh. Here are the three Calgary Flames, current or former. Uh-huh. And they all have something in common. Okay. The first player is Erica Branson. Erica Branson. He's a right-handed defensive, and he was born in Ottawa, Ontario. He was drafted by the Florida Panthers in the first round, third overall in the 2010 NHL entry draft. Branson, of course, played one season for the Flames in 21-22. He scored six goals and added 11 assists and racked up 68 penalty minutes in 78 games for Calgary last season. I love me some grip it and rip it, Erica Branson. Erica Branson. Number two, Martez Saint-Louis. Yeah, sure. Martez Saint-Louis was born in Laval, Quebec mm-hmm. to Normand and France Saint-Louis. He has a sister, Isabel. Saint-Louis won the Hart Memorial Trophy following the 2003-2004 season. Thin Louis played 69 games, nice, for the Flames from 1998 to 2000, where he scored four goals and added 16 assists. And the final player, Noah uh, Hannafin, all right. is a left-handed shooting defenseman who was born in Boston, Massachusetts. He was drafted in the first round, fifth overall by the Carolina Hurricanes in the 2015 NHL entry draft. Hannafin has four goals and 24 assists in 59 games this season for the Flames. <sighs> Erica Branson, Martin San Luis, and Noah Hannafin all have something in common. We're playing Impossible Flames trivia for two tickets to the fifth annual wing off in support of Calgary Kids Sport oh, at yeah. Cowboys. 403 240 4444. Of course, on the text line 96960, name and location. Uh, Let's. Uh, well, you you have a you and you and Patrick Dumas gonna yeah. go head to head here on who can get closest to the actual answer. Mm-hmm. Give me a connection of all three of those players, Matt Rose. Um, I'm struggling a little bit out of the gate. Okay, it's nothing positional. There's a, a disparity there. Mm-hmm. It's not the size. There's a disparity there. Okay, it's not the hand that they shoot. There's a disparity there. Um, Noah Hannafin's never been on waivers to my knowledge. Uh, St. Louis never had a lot of penalty minutes. Mm. Was it like the city they were drafted in? That's a good guess, but it's wrong. Okay. Good. Uh, Patrick Dumont, do you have a guess? Uh, Oh God. Uh, man, it's tough. Yeah, uh, it's that's why it's, it's called impossible, impossible flames it's trivia. Impossible, man. You know, I'll give you a minute to think about it. Uh, call us too if you want 403-240-4444. I doubt anybody on the text line is going to get this, but if you call in, you kind of got an inside track of just winning it randomly. So uh, let's get to the phone line here. Um, we're playing impossible flames trivia for the second time. Uh, Jim, good morning. How are you? I'm gr- I'm good. Thanks. 
Jim, uh, do you have an answer for Impossible Flames trivia? Yeah, they're all married to models. Okay. Uh, hold on the line. That's incorrect. They're thank all you, Jim. married to models. I Yeah. Again. Good guess, though. Yeah. Uh, they're flying in uh, this is right what now. I was thinking. So Hannafin's 55. Gabranson's 44. Did St. Louis wear a double-digit number when he played for the Flames? That's not the right answer. Uh, Ryan from Calgary, they all Ugh. played for the Flames. That's a good answer. Uh, you're right, but it's not what I'm looking for. Hmm. Um, they all scored their first goal against the Bruins, Paul and Calgary. No, uh, that could be it, but that's not what I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, they all played for the Flames is in there again. Uh, they all have a mother named Mary and Bill. No, that's not right. No, you told us what France, Mark St. Louis. Louis. Hmm. hmm. Were they all drafted by the same guy? Uh, they all eat Rice Krispies. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's not right. Uh, they're all technically living humans. That's a good one, Adam. You're not wrong. Their favorite biosteel flavor See, is red. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't under you wouldn't get this reference, but because I used to watch Cheers as a kid. Sure. And there's the episode where Cliff goes on Jeopardy. Uh-huh. And he didn't know the answer to the final Jeopardy question. Mm. And his answer was, uh, they've never been in my kitchen. Which he's correct about, but it's not the right answer you're looking for. Oh, so that's kind of the genesis of that line. Where Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Somebody just texted in, uh, a la Cliff Clavin, uh, who are three people who never been in my kitchen. Get out of my head, texter. Come on, 8036. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, they all played in Quebec Pee Wee Tournament. That's pretty good, Clavin. Not what I'm looking for. Uh, again, uh, Corbin, too. They all played in the Quebec Pee Wee Tournament. Wow. Clay and Corbin on the same line there. That might be true then. <laughs> um, I'm guessing uh, they all have the same high school mascots. See that now you're thinking, Dustin. Not the right answer, but now you're thinking. How is that now you're thinking? Because it's it's something off the wall here. Patrick Dumont, do you have a guess? No, I don't. Because this is just hurting my brain. Okay. I like this one. You can only type their last names with your right hand when you're using a typewriter. Yeah. Um, Good. <laughs> No, Gabranson. Uh, you get to that D, that's on the left hand. Uh, they all dated Kelly Kapowski? No, but no. that would be something I'd put on my tombstone. Uh, <laughs> you can type their last names with only your right hand on a typewriter? That's awesome. It's not true. Uh, Daryl from Airdrie, none drafted by the Flames. That's good, but not what I'm looking for. Are Isn't they married to sisters? Ooh, that's a good one, but not what I'm looking for. Uh, Dave and Rokotok, same thing. Uh, who are the three guys who've never been in my kitchen? Yes, I've referenced that. Uh, again, Brett, they played in the uh, Quebec Pee Wee Tournament. Three people have texted the same answer. Which tells me that they probably all did. Five syllable names? Nope. Uh, they all have blue eyes? Gabe? Nope. Not <laughs> what I'm looking for. The names again. Do they all have sleeve tattoos? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Erica Branson, Martin St. Louis, and Noah Hannafin. They could all beat me up in a fight. Well, that's probably true, too. Uh, they all played Little League World Series from Jim. Pretty good. Um, they all played... Le- no, Noah Hanfin's American. They he all won a medal at the World Hockey tur- Tournament. Alex, that could be it, but that's not what I'm World looking for. World Hockey Championship? Uh, they all have N in their names. Uh, that's right, but not what I'm looking for. They share the same middle name, Mike in Calgary. Not what I'm looking for. Uh, they do something left-handed. No, that's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Todd, all first-round picks. Whoa, no. Martin nope. St. Louis was not even drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of his claim uh, to fame. Uh, they're all better cups. than me at hockey. That's probably correct. Uh-huh. Sir or madam who texted in at 960-960. They all think a hot dog is a sandwich. Okay, Billy, that's pretty good. Yeah. Are all of them multilingual? 
I don't think Noah Hannafin is, actually. I don't think Erica Brandt. They're both American, so I would... Both? I speak American fluently if you ever needed a translator. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, 960, 960. Keep them rolling Clever. in. Uh, they all have the same shoe size? Yeah, right. Uh, keep calling in 403-240-4444. 403-240-4444. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia. Um, can we put down the bed here, um, Alex, real quick? Do you want to squeeze in some Daryl Sutter stuff here while the texts keep flying in? Sure. Let's do um, it. A Patrick? couple of stand-ups yeah. really quick, and then you can so, tell us the answer because that's all I want to know right now. I'm, um, I'm, I'm done guessing. You're I've focused on this? Um, we talked about it earlier. Tom Brady, apparently, according to RadarOnline.com, is uh, is going to go into stand-up comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I asked you if Daryl Sutter would go into stand-up comedy. Give us some material. And you guys have delivered. Yeah, there's a lot of hockey puns. Uh, there is stuff. a lot of hockey puns. How many you got from Texty McTexter? You got here, four. Patrick? Okay. All right. Let's, uh, you know, let's squeeze in the caller first because I don't want them to wait on the line. Sure. And then we'll do the, 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 uh, the call. Hey, Tim, uh, good morning. How are hey, you? How are you doing this morning, guys? Good. What are you up to, Tim? Uh, right now I'm looking out my uh, windshield at all the snow, snow falling and thinking how I should be in Mexico sucking on tequilas, but that's okay. beside the point. Yeah. Good for you, Tim. <laughs> I'm not going to make a sucking on joke. Um, Tim, Jeez. Tim, do you Way have to it? just skate right by it? No yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah. again, uh, Tim, um, impossible flames trivia, Erica Branson, Martin St. Louis, Noah Hannafin all have something in common. What is it? They were all drafted in the first round. Okay. Uh, thank you for calling Tim, but no, Martin St. Louis was not drafted in the first round, but thank you for playing impossible flames trivia. Safe drives. Okay, pal. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Enjoy yeah. the tequila. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. More of a Mezcal guy, but whatever. Uh, keep them rolling in 960, 960. We're going to pick a winner randomly if nobody gets it. And make sure you attach your name and location. That's mm-hmm. the only way you can win the prize. Yeah. Because we, we have to know who we want. And we got to let Promo know. There's Here's our winner. Two tickets to the Great Wing Off down at Cowboys. Thursday, March 9th, 5th Annual. Lots of wings. Lots of goodness. Lots of good times. Support kids, support Calgary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what do you got for uh, Daryl Sutter stand-up material from Texty McTextress in there, Patrick? The South. Steve from the South. Why did the referee fall into a well? Because his eyesight wasn't that good, and he couldn't see that well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's not bad. And he couldn't see the well. Yeah. Yeah, that see, well. When, when I read that the first time, I didn't get it. <laughs> okay. I thought they just doubled down and said he couldn't yeah. see good twice, right. and I thought that was funny. Physical well, but then he didn't see the physical well. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I'm an idiot. Okay. What else you got, Texty? Randy in Bankview, Sutter stand up. So I felt we needed a forward and a goalie at the deadline. So I said to Tree, "Hey Tree, can you call anyone up?" And Tree says, "Wow, Suds, we have the two best players in the Al. So absolutely." Ow. I says to Tree. Yeah, but can they fight? Yeah, that was a that was a tough one. I freaked up with the AHL. That was a tough one. All right, couple more. Lucas in Calgary. What do you call the Washington Capitals when they're doing bad? Lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> not bad. I actually like that. That's not bad. You got one more for us? Yeah. Lloyd in Calgary. Sutter as a comedian, when you're on the farm, you always know the weather, 100% probability of grain. <sighs> I get it. Probability of It's a weather joke. Uh, it's a farmer weather joke. Yeah, Not man. bad. Um, more oh on Impossible Flames trivia. 
Um, they all played for Sutter, LOL. That's not what I'm looking for. That was the answer to the last one. That we uh, also Carrie, um, their wives all have the same name. Uh, Daniel from Calgary, they share the same birthday. <laughs> Brad from Calgary, they're all sponsored by Charmin, extra soft. <laughs> uh, Brent to Calgary, they all won World Juniors. Uh, Lloyd in Calgary, uh, all three are vegetarians. Mike and Cochran, they all won the Order of Friendship medal. Um, Brent and High River, uh, the three things they have in common is like they like chicken wings and kids sports. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wayne and Woodbine, uh, they all have a sister. Chris, uh, they all have a hotter wife or girlfriend than mine. I don't know about that, Chris. <laughs> um, Taylor and Calgary, uh, they all have been in my kitchen. It was after the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. We had hot dogs. <laughs> I mean sandwiches. Pretty good, Tyler. Dang. That's <laughs> pretty good. Ah, I love when you guys pay attention. Yeah, I do. Um, this, see, this is good. AJ I love and a good pander. AJ Vancouver. Uh, they've all had had the same agent. That's pretty. That's a pretty good guess. It's not right, but it's a pretty good guess. Mike and Cochran. Uh, all three won the friendship medal from Putin. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yep. Uh, Deb. Uh, they all played for Sutter at some point in their careers. Uh, no. Uh, Wayne. Uh, their responses are dentist, orthodontist. What? No. <laughs> um, Bob H. and High River, uh, they were all not drafted. That's incorrect. He said their spouses are dentists or orthodontists. Oh, sorry. I can't read. But also not right. Reading is tough. Um, they all shoot left from Jeff and Airdrie. Uh, they all have a sister named Isabel. Erica uh, Johnson Calgary. right. They all so. have the same agent, Trevor, in uh, Country Hills. These are all great. Uh, they're all wrong, though. Impossible Flames trivia, 960, 960. Can you just give us the answer? Um, They've all been placed on waivers. Moses from Calgary. They're not listening to this segment this morning. That's probably correct. I don't... You you don't know that. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I... Like, our listeners are the best on the text line. Literally, since I've... We've started this, we've probably received well over 60 text messages with guesses. So Patrick's gonna have to wade through all the guesses and pick the one he wants. You to mean be the champion? You mean none of them are right, George? No. You that's mean why you haven't heard the answer? Trivia. Are you guys ready for the answer? Hit me, please. Okay, let's get two more answers in. Nine sixty, nine sixty. Name and location. Okay, fine. Impossible Flames trivia. Erica Branson, Martin Saint Louis, Noah Hannafin all have something in common. Uh, like four of them just popped in. Uh, their sisters all played pro hockey from Scott. They all love Steven Seagal, <laughs> Allie. That's great. Probably. Who doesn't? Especially Putin. <laughs> they all played over 500 games in the NHL. Dave and Red Deer. None of them lost a tooth playing hockey. <laughs> that can't be right. Uh, they all have brown hair from Marty. Erica. They all have less vacation time than George, Sam, and Calgary. <laughs> That's pretty good. They all sleep with the nightlight on. Uh, Clay and Cochran. Uh, they used only uh, Bud Light. Bud Jock. I don't know what that means. Sorry. I don't know what that means. That's a tough one. Uh, And then finally, get on with it already. Okay, I'll give you the answer. (laughs) So impatient. Okay. Erica Branson was born on January 7th, 1992. So dumb. Martez St. Louis was born on June 18th, 1975. And Noah Hannafin was born on January 25th, 1997. 1992, 1975, and 1997. Are all the same year the Flames missed the Stanley Cup playoffs. 92, they weren't in the playoffs. 75, they were not in the playoffs. And 97, they were not in the Stanley Cup playoffs. 
That is the answer to impossible Flames trivia for today. They were all born in a year where the Calgary Flames did not participate in the Stanley Cup playoff. Sick. In 75, they're in Atlanta. Great. Again, franchise. And they did not qualify two times. They didn't make the playoffs, and that was one of them. There you go. Woof. Nobody, <laughs> yep, no, nobody got that. Really? No one got it. Huh. Uh, that's surprisingly. So, so crazy. Surprisingly, nobody so got weird. that. That's why it's called Impossible Flames Yeah, trivia. no. That uh, makes sense. Patrick, why don't you guys give it away in the 9 o'clock hour and let our listeners know and text the person who won the prize. Cool? Uh, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. All right, let's All right, do it because yeah. there's so many to look through. Um, just pick the one you like and then uh, give away the prize. <laughs> Alex, you choose. You choose which one you like. All right, how's that? You got do a team effort, both of you. Sounds good. All right. Uh, this reminds me. Uh, we should give a big happy birthday to Oscar Dansk, the AHL goaltender oh, happy for birthday, the Wranglers, uh, who turns twenty nine. Because oh, okay. uh, we really do love adult birthdays. I love here. adult birthdays, so. especially a, especially such a milestone twenty ninth birthday. George, did you get did you get your third word one. in? Yeah, uh, I got boo. Uh, no, I didn't get my third word in. Oops. Oh yes, it's a beautiful day. Beautiful day. I got I got a little distracted. He missed today. on knackered. 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 A little bit yeah. knackered, boys. Yeah. You could have easily slipped that in I somewhere if you could've. were paying attention. Especially Steven Seagal. Yeah. That guy's always knackered. Yeah, he's always knackered. What, uh, what would it be to be knackered? Like tired? Yeah. All yeah. banged up? Yeah. Tired. Uh, probably us tomorrow after we go to the Flames game tonight. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we'll have everything on the Flames and uh, Bruins tonight. The broadcast gets going soon, I think. Um, enjoy right. it. We'll, we'll break it down for you tomorrow. Soon, I we got a couple more. We got a couple more <laughs> tickets to give away tomorrow to win stuff. Flames talking four. Warm up at six. That's puck soon. drop at seven. That's yeah. soon. Sick. It is soon. Great. It is soon. Uh, that's cool. it for us. Uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. I'm gonna take you to the bank, Senator Trent. <laughs> to the blood bank. <laughs>